Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. Welcome back to At Your Service. Yes, At Your Service, the show that's hosted by superheroes of talk radio. That's that's exactly, exactly right. Uh, Hey, I'm joined, of course, by producer extraordinaire Matt Pajeski. And uh, and I know we've got some people who are trying to to call in at the moment. Uh, we're going to take up some calls here uh, literally after the break. But I wanted to talk to Matt because, you know, Matt, you're a 20 something guy. Yes, I am. You are. And uh, and I'm not. But I love Marvel movies. I watch them all. I'm a I'm a I read comic books when I was a kid. Love them to death. And so a, a, a study came out today, a study, an opinion poll came out today. The top five Marvel movies, according to experts. Now, first question, I want to know who these experts are. Uh, and I'm guessing they're going to be uh, sub-20-year-old, uh, probably teenage boys is what I'm guessing. But in any event, that being as it may, <clears throat> before I go through this list, I wanted to check with you, Matt. What are your top five Marvel movies? Boy, Brad, I don't know if I can give you five, but... I and I I'm not even good with uh, the specific movies. I'm I'm better with like the franchises as a whole. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna list them off, not in any particular order. But I really enjoyed the first Black Panther movie. I thought it was yep. fantastic. Uh, I also I love. Well, well before you move sure, on, okay. I want to tell you I want to break these down yeah, just yeah. to show how good Matt Pajeski actually is. Okay. Black Panther, the first Black Panther movie, came in at number two. Okay. In terms of Marvel movies, All so right. you nailed that. Good. All right. So I'm I'm uh, I'm one for one so far. Uh, I I really enjoy the Avengers movies when they're all together. I think those movies are even are even cooler than the individual hero movies. Uh, so like Infinity War or, mm-hmm. uh, or Endgame, which is when it's like the big climax of, of every movie just coming to big one uh, to one big head. There. Uh, I really like. And, and well, again, I'm going to cut you off. You're right. I keep forgetting. It's okay. Not a problem. That's my job as the host. Uh, that is that Avengers Endgame. Yes. Came in at number one. Wow. The okay. number one Marvel movie of all time. So that means my number one is not going to line up with what they've got. Though. That's okay. But you know what? You just had numbers one and two. That's right. Swap. That's pretty darn good. I uh, I really enjoyed Spider-Man Homecoming with uh, with Tom Holland playing Spider-Man. Yes. And uh, and he, he's dating this girl. And 
the girl's dad is Michael Keaton, and he's the bad guy the entire time. <laughs> and I love the scene where they finally realize that 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 Michael Keaton is the bad guy, and that Tom Holland is Spider Man. They they there's that realization. Yes. That I just love that really tense scene where they're they're talking in the car. Yeah. Was it, that was such a good scene because it, it when they both got in the car, I don't think either one of them knew about the other. But during that car ride, they both kind of figured it out. Yeah. And you could really see that sense of understanding come across both of those characters. Mm-hmm. That was a great scene. And Spider-Man's girlfriend thinks that, oh, her dad's just going to give him the uh, the old dad talk to the to the young boyfriend, you know. But it's, it's more than that kind of talk. It's, uh, it's a villain to, to superhero kind of talk. All right. Um, what else do I have? I've uh, I really liked uh, Captain America: Civil War. It's when like the Avengers mm-hmm. kind of like split up into what like exactly what it's called a civil war. They started fighting each other. Just that one really stuck out to me. Uh, and lastly, no, when, I got to tell you my favorite go line though in in Civil War, yeah, is when Tom Holland as Spider Man goes up and apparently Cap throws uh, Captain America throws his shield and Spider Man you know hits it with a web and then he goes up on a light pole and Tom Holland says. Wow, that shield does not obey the laws of physics at all. <laughs> and I, it really doesn't. Because that's one of those complaints I've always had. I'm like, oh, come on. That, that violates every known law of physics. So does Thor's hammer. Everything does in these movies. Right, but they at least admitted it. Right. All right, my number one. Yes. She-Hulk, attorney at law. No, I'm kidding. No, okay. uh, <laughs> you know, I watched that, I know you- <laughs> I, I, and I couldn't get through it. I, I saw the last episode, which was great, but... I couldn't get past the, the the legal stuff, which was so bad. And I know that's not what the point is, but I just couldn't take my legal hat off, and I I, I I didn't like it. My real number one is the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I don't know why I just I really took to that one. It's maybe it's because they were it, they were completely different heroes than what I was used to. There was no mm-hmm. there weren't the Avengers anymore. There's these aliens and raccoons and trees. They were just totally different, <laughs> and I, I just really loved it. It was well, super that, funny too, and great music. Oh. It was the music was great, the comedy was great, and uh, and, and the comic timing. Oh, it was just fantastic. Both you know with Chris Pratt and Brad Cooper, their 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 comedic timing was so good, yeah. and and I love it when Marvel, which which does this better than anyone else, combines action and comedy, and that's such a good combination. I mean, it's like chocolate and peanut butter yeah. together. I mean, it's just it's just that good. And by the way, Guardians of the Galaxy came in at number four, so that is uh, that's great. Uh, I want to. We, we're running out of time here, but uh, on this list, Captain America: Winter Soldier was also on the list, as was Thor: Ragnarok. The great thing about Thor: Ragnarok, I thought the second Thor movie, Dark World, was yeah. awful. Yeah. It was, it was awful. Bad. And the genius, the genius of Kevin Feige over at Marvel was that he made, from the second to the third movie, he made Thor into a comedic figure. Yeah. Where he was a self-parody of a big, strong superhero. And that was a genius move. Didn't he fight the Hulk in that one, in Ragnarok? Or am I thinking of a different movie? Um, that w- No, that was, no, that wasn't Ragnarok. Ragnarok was the last one with Kate... Blanchett. Okay. The one with uh, the Hulk was, um, boy, I, I lost the name of it now. They, honestly, they all it. they all blend into one big movie. I for lost me. it, but <laughs> uh, but Ragnarok was the most recent one. But but it was just a genius move to transform Thor from just a big strong action hero into a comedic self deprecating character. Yeah, and that was brilliant. And uh, I'm telling you, Marvel's going to have a hard time replicating the quality of some of the movies that they've come out with for the past 
15 years, and we'll have to to see about that. We're going to take a break. Big Al's been holding. Uh, We're going to uh, talk more about this uh, police, county police health insurance situation. I've heard from Jane Duker, and uh, and we're going to talk more about that right here on At Your Service, KMOX. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast welcome back to at your service brad young in with you this evening and listen i hope to see you at kegs and eggs uh, which is just a week from tomorrow. Get your tickets right now at camox.com slash events. I'll be there. Hope to see you there as well. Uh, I'm glad to see right now Big Al on the board holding. Hey, Big Al, I haven't talked to you in a while, my friend. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well. It's great to hear from you. Well, I tell you what, instead of uh, you taking me to that baseball game you've been promising me for five years, give me a ticket to Cake and Eggs, and I'll corner Mo and tell him we need some pitching. Okay, well, Mo's going to be there. I mean, I talked to him last year. He'll be there. So, you know, get your tickets and get in there and and, uh, give him your two cents worth. He he knows me all too well, and uh, I I don't think he cares for me as much as he should, but I just care about the Cardinals. He, so, uh, he doesn't have a restraining order against you, does he? Not yet. Not but, yet. <laughs> <laughs> not but, uh, yet. A couple things real quick. On the gambling issue, yeah. um, 
that senator, I guess it's Russellville or whatever, that's held it up. Is you're, the, you're uh, talking about the provision in the Senate that yeah, would allow gambling yeah, so in Missouri sports gambling last year. Remember him, the, the senator that filibustered and killed it last year. I think yep. he's from Russellville. Okay, here's here's how you get this passed. So I'm going to call my guy Nick Schwar, and and uh, here's how we get this done. We all need to. We all all our first off, we need to call our our senators and tell them we won't and money hand over fist Illinois and Kansas. Well, we corner this guy and say, okay, here's the deal. If you pull this caper again, it costs us millions. Then the highway patrol start tomorrow is going to go grab every one of those illegal machines out of every one of those bars and gas and restaurants because they are totally illegal. And we're mm-hmm. going to confiscate them and arrest whoever's responsible. That'll get him off the schneid. That's one. Two, um, we wouldn't need all these ridiculous gun laws because we have laws against murder and uh, shooting people, but nobody that does these acts follows them, okay? And then when you have progressives like Kim Gardner and her clan all over the all over the country not prosecuting and trying to make up the wrongs for the last 200 years and not doing anything but sitting on cases and not, not putting these people away and getting their guns off the street and those shooters off the street in their own communities, we're never going to win. And I can't believe the stats that we've been seeing on the cases that walked out because she didn't do her job. I mean, well, you're exactly right. Prosecutor. I mean, one of the things, and let me just catch up folks who aren't necessarily as, uh, as fast as you are, Big Al, but just to bring you up to speed, in Attorney General Bailey's response to Kim Gardner's response to the Quo Warranto uh, action to remove her from office, he pointed out and he gave so much evidence. It's 127 pages long. Kevin Klein and I were talking about this today. He pointed out that the response from Attorney General Bailey is as long as the book. Uh, what, what's the book? Um, Mice and Men or the book? Uh, oh, no, the old the old man in the sea. It's the same length. But one of the things that <clears throat> that the attorney general points out is that Kim Gardner, through her own actions and the actions of her prosecutors, dismissed, dismissed nine thousand cases against defendants in the city of St. Louis going back to 2017 and an additional 2,700 cases were dismissed by by the judge because the prosecutors either didn't show up, weren't prepared or violated court orders and the courts had to dismiss the cases against defendants. So that comes to a total of like 12,000 cases against criminal defendants were dismissed because of the incompetence and malfeasance of Kim Gardner and her staff. That's outrageous. I bet if you researched the people that walked away that shouldn't have out of those thousands and thousands, it's a sight on earth what happened to the people in their community. I live in Lake St. Louis. So the only problem I have to, only time I worry is when I have to go down for games and stuff. But how many, how many thousands of families have lost loved ones, been injured, because of her incompetence of not putting true criminals away in mm-hmm. jail and taking those guns off the street. And those are people in her community that elected her. And those are the poor souls on TV every night crying because their innocent kids are getting shot and killed yes. for no reason. And she's there to, to prosecute, not to make up for social injustices that happened two, going back 200 years. I agree. I understand it. I know what's happened to the black community through these years, and I'm, 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 I'm 61 years old. I saw it. I lived it, and I understand it. But 
you have to prosecute criminals, yes. whether they're black, white, or whatever, and, and show force. Otherwise, it's the Wild West, and you can pass every gun law in the world, Biden. It's not going to matter. You, you can take every gun off the street that you think you can, but you're taking legal owners' rights away, and you're not doing anything with the element that the reason we have to carry and do the things we have to do to protect ourselves. Big Al, you said it fantastically, my friend. Appreciate you calling in this evening. You, and as always, it's great to hear from you. Take care, my friend. Hey, Jim's been holding a while. Hey, Jim, welcome to CamoX. Yeah, I'd like to uh, have you find out more about this digitalized uh, money that's being proposed in the, uh, I think it's a House Bill uh, 1159. Well, I know that Ted Cruz has come out against it. I know that Warren Buffett is generally in favor of it. Uh, beyond beyond that, I'm not I'm not sure of the details. Do you, are you do you have a strong opinion about this one way or the other, Jim? Yeah, my my thoughts are they digitalized. I mean, they got rid of the silver uh, certificates. They got rid of the gold certificates. You know, what are they going to wind up with? Bitcoin, uh, crypto, uh, corn, wheat. Beans, you know, what are they going to do next? Well, We're going to go when we had uh, the old mills. I don't know if you remember them, the plastic mills. Yeah, that's that's before my time, Jim. But I will tell you this. Warren Buffett said it in an amazingly efficient and cogent manner. Here's what he said. I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but he's against Bitcoin and all of these uh, cryptocurrencies as a method of investment because they produce nothing. They're worth nothing, and they reflect nothing in terms of wealth or goods or services. But he is in favor of cryptocurrency as a method or an exchange to pay for goods and services. So I'm not against necessarily against the concept of digital money. I just want to make sure that uh, that, that it's not being used as a Ponzi investment scheme, which basically is what Dogecoin and Bitcoin and all of these other cryptocurrencies are, is they're glorified Ponzi schemes that really represent no true wealth. Well, that to me, that's what would happen when they go to a, a non-dollar backed situation, you know. Well, that's where we are now, because I think it was in 1972, Jim, when we went off the gold standard or somewhere thereabouts. Uh, but since we went off the gold standard, our money right now is really backed by backed by nothing. So I don't know the digital currency would necessarily be any worse than our current situation. Well, my understanding is what they want to do is be able to trace and track uh, information and tax uh, the uh, different things. That, that's fine for the cartels, but you know, not for the average Joe. You know. Well, that's very true. But you know, I, I'm not trying to make it okay. But right now, I'm outraged, Jim. That. That uh, that the this Biden administration proposed that any transaction uh, cumulatively of six hundred dollars during the course of a year would be tracked and followed by the federal government. Well, who doesn't have a cumulative transaction of six hundred dollars during the course of the year? Everybody does. Whether you're paying rent, you're paying a mortgage, you're you're paying for food. Heck, you're paying for streaming channels. 
anything would be $600 or more. And yet the Biden administration wanted to track all of those payments for the sole purpose of squeezing more tax dollars out of lower income citizens. And that, to me, that's outrageous. Well, uh, I, I buy that routine, too. Uh, but I just don't care that they have a periscope up our fanny. <laughs> <laughs> well put, Jim. You know, I can't add to that. So uh, uh, that's, right. a, that's a great comment, Jim. Thanks so much for calling in. All right. Appreciate Bye. it. Hey, uh, when we come back from this break, I'm going to mention one of the other things that came from the Andrew Bailey response to Kim Gardner's filing in the effort to remove her from office. And that's exposing that she was trained by something called the Vera Institute. I'm going to get into that. Also, after the break, I am going to talk about the so-called pending Trump indictment. I'm going to try to explain it in a simple fashion so you can understand exactly what's going on here legally. Brad Young, at your service on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. You know, a couple of segments ago, we were talking. Uh, we were talking to Larry, I believe, who was discussing this idea, this rumor that that health insurance benefits are being cut for St. Louis County police officers. So uh, I didn't know anything about it, and I actually had another person text in and said that an email went out today to police officers. So I reached out uh, to Jane Duker, a friend of the show. Of course, she's very involved with the police, both on the city and county level. And I reached out to her, and this is what Jane Duker said. She said that it's retirees who previously got to piggyback on the police department's insurance. They paid for it, uh, but now they have to go to the open market. So that's what happened. If I can clarify, it's not active or ongoing police officers who had their health insurance benefits cut because, as I, as I suspected when the issue came up a couple of segments ago, that would truly violate any sort of a collective bargaining agreement, and that would never fly. But apparently it was retirees who could kind of piggyback on the same health insurance benefits that active St. Louis County police officers got to receive. Now they're going to have to go and pay for it on the open market instead of piggybacking on to the policies that are given to the active police officers. So I hope that resolves that 
question that I know that many of you have had. One question that many of us also have is why? Why with Kim Gardner? And this is a question I've had since 2017. She makes it about race. She asserts that that everyone who attacks her is attacking her because of race and that she uh, that basically anyone who wants to replace her is a racist. And yet I look at St. Louis County and I say, well, look at Wesley Bell. Now, Wesley Bell and I probably don't agree politically. We probably don't agree philosophically. But he's getting the job done. He's prosecuting crime. He's putting criminals behind bars. He and his staff actually show up in court. And so when you compare Wesley Bell in the county to Kim Gardner in the city, it's truly no comparison at all. And so if, if as Kim Gardner believes that the attacks on her as a prosecutor, because she's black, that it's racially motivated, then why aren't these same people attacking Wesley Bell, who's also black? That doesn't make any sense. If a person was attacking prosecutors simply based upon the color of their skin, then there would be just as much outrage at Wesley Bell as there is with Kim Gardner. But there's not. There's not a great deal of outrage with Wesley Bell because he's doing what he was elected to do. Prosecute criminals, keep them behind bars, keep our cities and the county and the county safe. But Kim Gardner's not doing that. So for the last six years, I've wondered, why? Why is that? And while I kind of knew and I was able to come up with some philosophical conjectures, I didn't have any hard proof of that until literally this week. What changed? Well, in Andrew Bailey and in, in Attorney General Bailey's response during this quo warranto action to remove Kim Gardner from office, he pointed out that Kim Gardner and everyone in her staff has been receiving training from something called the Vera Institute. Now, I've got one of my law partners is 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 a member of the progressive left, and he and I love to argue all the time. And one of the things is when I bring up George Soros, his eyes roll and he says, oh, it's a conspiracy theory. You're probably QAnon. And, and of course, I'm not QAnon. I reject everything with those crazies. But but he uses that because he says anyone who talks about George Soros is a conspiratorial nut. But that's not true. And I can give you actual proof of that, because not only did George Soros fund Kim Gardner, both of his election, both of her election campaigns, but he's also the primary donor behind something called the Vera Institute. Now, what is the Vera Institute? You can you can Google it, find it yourself. But here's the bottom line. The Vera Institute is an organization set up to train prosecutors across this country train them, and, and this is not, I'm, I'm not uh, taking a political stance when I tell you this part, their objective is to overcome the racial inequities that have happened in our criminal justice system against African Americans going back to the days of slavery. Now, on that point, I can probably say I agree with you. If you uh, go back to the, the time of slavery, you can even go back just to the 50s and 60s. African-Americans were not treated equally under the law. They weren't. But times have been changing, as anyone with a brain can tell you. 
but it's the Vera Institute's position and how they want to correct those past racial disparities that gives you the intellectual clue as to why Kim Gardner does what she does. I'm reading directly from the, the Vera Institute right now, and, it, and one of their, their the tenets of what they stand for is that prosecutors should repair harms caused by the system, that they should dramatically shift the policies, practices, and organizational culture of their offices to address the racial disparities and ensure respect for the inherent dignity of all people, unquote. Now, part of that, I could say, well, there, there are some racial inequities, but here's where the rubber meets the road. The Institute says it's developed training to make the case that the incarceration of African-Americans is a problem and prosecutors have the power to change it by not prosecuting African-Americans. Bingo. That's the why with Kim Gardner that's been missing. That's the why. Because she she has, as I've already gave you the stats, that 11,700 cases since 2017 have been dismissed either by the circuit attorney's office or by circuit court judges in the city of St. Louis because of Kim Gardner's failure to appear, failure to prosecute, prosecutorial malfeasance, and prosecutorial negligence. And so one has to say, is this just an enormous attempt or rather an enormous example of legal malpractice, or is this, in fact, a policy that was taught to Kim Gardner by the Vera Institute to correct racial injustice by refusing to prosecute criminals if they happen to be African-American? That is the philosophical answer, in my opinion, as to why Kim Gardner has been the type of prosecutor that she's been since she was elected to office. Now, you look at Wesley Bell. He probably, I don't know, I've never talked with the man, so I can't tell you that I have this based on experience, but he runs as a Democrat. I know that he was involved with some of the activities in Ferguson. He was very much involved at the time uh, for doing protests and street marches. And he may, in fact, philosophically agree with a lot of the things that Kim Gardner agrees with. But one thing that he apparently, based upon observational evidence, he doesn't agree with Kim Gardner is that he prosecutes people regardless of whether they're black or white. He prosecutes them based upon individuals breaking the law. And isn't that really what we want from our prosecuting attorney? I don't want to prosecute African-Americans because they're black. I don't want to prosecute Caucasians because they're white. I don't want to prosecute Asians because of their cultural heritage. I want to prosecute criminals for breaking the law, regardless of their ethnic heritage. The ethnic heritage should be irrelevant to the equation as to whether a person is or is not prosecuted. You know, we see the idea that, that justice is blind. That if you look at the, 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 the metaphorical justice, Lady Justice, who's holding the scales of justice, you've all seen the, the statues that are in every courthouse in America. Justice, Lady Justice, always has a blindfold. And the reason being is, is that justice shouldn't be based upon who you are. It shouldn't be based upon where you live. It shouldn't be based upon how much money you have. 
and it shouldn't be based upon the color of your skin. So what Kim Gardner has done is that instead of saying justice should truly be blind, Kim Gardner's position has been justice, in fact, should not be blind. In fact, justice should be should be lifting up her blindfold to see if the defendants are African-Americans. And if so, we're going to let him go. That's been her position. And to me, in any way that you look at this issue, that is wrong. It's wrong to prosecute someone because they're black. It's equally wrong to not prosecute someone because they're black. Both are equally wrong. In other words, you don't right the wrongs of past discrimination by committing more discrimination. And yet that's exactly the solution that the Vera Institute proposes. Interestingly enough, again, George Soros is the main funder of the Vera Institute. And Kim Gardner has had the Vera Institute in her office training her prosecutors, at least those that are left. Most of them have quit. But those who are left have been trained. And that's why, to me, this has been such an eye-opening experience. You know, when I was a kid, I got in trouble a lot. And I'm going to tell you why, not just to tell stories about my childhood, but to show you how it ties in with this issue. I would get in trouble for all kinds of things. I'm not going to list them out here today because the show has to end in a few minutes. <laughs> but the point being is, is that when I would get in trouble, I would have my parents, uh, I would have my small town police department tell me you can't do that or you shouldn't do that. But people wouldn't tell me why. And I always wanted to know why. To me, the why is as important as the what. Not just that this is wrong, but why it's wrong. And so when you look at this activities from these activities from Kim Gardner, it's not just that her refusal to prosecute crime is wrong, but now we know the why. She's not prosecuting crime. We understand the philosophical underpinnings of the way she has been committing legal malpractice as the circuit attorney in the city of St. Louis. And I'm, I'm so glad that Andrew Bailey has brought that information out to fill in that missing piece of the puzzle that up to this point has simply been really a subject of conjecture. I could have come up, in fact, I did. I came up with a lot of these same reasons, but I was just throwing out conjecture without having actual objective proof as to why she was doing the things that she's been doing. And to me, it's been eye-opening. So what do you think? I mean, should Kim Gardner be removed from office? Does it bother you that it's not just negligence, as she has asserted in court filings, and she's also thrown her staff under the bus. She literally said that she should not be removed from office because of the negligence of her subordinates. She literally said that. I'm not paraphrasing and I'm not interpreting. That's literally what she said. And as I told one of the attorneys in my office who works for me, I said, oh, it's always the hallmark of great leadership when a leader blames everything on their subordinates. That's always the hallmark of great leadership. But does it impact you in any way to understand the why of what Kim Gardner is doing? Does that change your opinion? Does it bolster your opinion? Does it make you more convinced that Kim Gardner should be ousted from office? Or do you think that if there's a reason that that reason should, in fact, be explored? What do you think? 314 
888-436-7900. Call or text Brad Young in with you this evening on At Your Service. Don't go away. We've had some great callers this evening here on At Your Service. A lot of texts. Uh, I think I'm getting carpal tunnel syndrome during the break responding uh, to all of the texts. I always try to respond to every text during the break, so appreciate it when you text in here on At Your Service. One thing I really need to get to before the end of the show is this. I've had a lot of questions. I was even on yesterday morning with Carol Daniel during morning drive time talking about this pending or possible pending Trump indictment. And I want to make sure that you understand what's happening here legally. I'll talk about the political angle in just a moment. But legally speaking, this is an extremely complex situation. And and let me simplify it by, by going through it this way. First and foremost, with regard to the payoff of Stormy Daniels, it was listed in the Trump documents as a settlement agreement, and it listed that the claims were between someone called Peggy Peterson and David Dennison. Now, those are obviously fictional names. It was to conceal the real parties of interest. But the question is, is that illegal? And the answer is clearly no. This kind of thing happens all the time. I, in my law firm, I participate in settlement agreements between parties that are confidential. They're not disclosed. It's a settlement of claims that may exist or possibly exist, but you're settling it to get rid of it. So in of itself, it's not a crime to settle any kind of a case, even if it's between a business person and a porn star. It may be salacious, but it's not illegal. So normally, even if there were a crime with regard to uh, fictitious agreements or fraudulent agreements, even if that were to be a violation of law, under New York law, that's a misdemeanor. Now, as anyone knows, if you get charged with a misdemeanor, you pay a fine, you serve a couple of weeks at a soup kitchen, and it goes away, all right? It's not a big deal. Nobody really goes to jail over a misdemeanor. I'm sure there are instances where people have. Uh, don't uh, call up and say that your third cousin once had to do a month in prison for a misdemeanor. I know it happens. But by and large, if you look at all the misdemeanors that are committed and all of the people who are convicted of misdemeanors, relatively few ever see a jail. Now, in order under New York law to make that a felony, the fraudulent documents has to be linked to another crime. In other words, the fraudulent nature of the documents has to be used to commit a second crime. In this instance, there is no second crime. Now, we people are spitballing that it has to do with attempts to settle this case in order to, uh, to make it uh, more palatable for President Trump to run for re-election. Now, keep in mind, this happened in 2017. He wasn't going to be running for re-election for three more years. And yet, even that's not a crime. How do we know that's not a crime? I can give you... Multiple examples. And specifically, the best example is with John Edwards. Do you remember John Edwards? He was a Democrat from, I believe, South Carolina, maybe North Carolina. And he was running for president several years ago. And he had an affair with his staffer. 
And in fact, not only did he have an affair with a staffer while he was married to a woman who was dying of cancer, which (laughs) nothing looks worse than that. Your wife is dying of cancer and you're having an affair with your staffer who's 20 years younger than you. That looks bad enough. But he had a child with this staffer. The staffer birthed John Edwards' baby while he was running for president. He paid her a lot of money to keep her quiet. The feds looked into prosecuting John Edwards, but concluded that there was no way to prosecute him, that it wasn't a crime. Because if there's any other reason to pay off this person other than political gain, then it's not an unaccounted for political contribution. So let's look at President Trump. What other possible reason could he have to cover up having an affair with Stormy Daniels? Well, how about the fact that he was married to Melania at the time? How about the fact that he had like a 10-year-old son at the time? So there's non-political reasons to try to pay Stormy Daniels hush money other than the fact that he was a sitting president of the United States. So when you put all that in a blender, not only is the first activity at worst, at worst, a misdemeanor, and even then it's a stretch, but to then say, we're going to make it a felony because it's linked to an activity that the federal government won't even prosecute. That demonstrates that this entire process is nothing but a political witch hunt. Now, listen, I'm no big fan of President Trump. I don't hide from that. Uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a principled, philosophical conservative. Trump is a populist. He does some things that I liked, but I've never voted for him. And I don't think that he's a conservative. In fact, I know he's a populist. Uh, and if you look at what kind of money he spent as president, to say that he, he spent money like a drunken sailor is truly an insult to intoxicated seamen everywhere. So my point being is, is that just because I'm not a huge fan of President Trump doesn't mean that I can't call out what the district attorney Bragg is doing, Alvin Bragg is doing right now. I can call him out for a political witch hunt because that is exactly what it is. It's exactly what it is. So, and if he really thought this through, if Bragg really thought this through, he would realize, just like the comparison I made with Kim Gardner in the last segment, where her supporters are zealous supporters based upon Kim Gardner's cult of personality. And if you look at that, you can say that, that by kicking Kim Gardner out of office really feeds into that conspiracy theory, that cult of personality that she's out there fighting for her supporters. The same argument can be made for President Trump when it comes to prosecuting him in the city of New York. It's not valid legally. It's not valid politically. So why is it happening? We don't even know if the grand jury is going to issue a true bill of indictment We don't know whether it will or will not happen, but I think we'll know something by this time next week. And I can promise you that by this time next week, if we know anything, I'll be bringing it to you right here on the Voice of St. Louis Camo X. Uh, Hey, make sure that you stick around coming up at 10 o'clock. We've got the best of the Dave Glover show. You're going to stick around for that. Also, as I mentioned earlier, 
please show up at Kegs and Eggs. I'm going to be there. I want to see as many of you at Kegs and Eggs as possible. Go to camox.com slash events, and I will see you a week from tomorrow. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.